everyone, and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try and take some science, squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully making it less confusing than it was at the beginning. This week, we're moving from fear to food, exploring why we love putting things in our mouth holes so much. That definitely sounded better on paper, and now it's come out of my mouth. Interesting. It was in orders. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we are. Um... If you're still here, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, InformationEntropyPod, and of course, whichever directory you're listening to this on right now. If you can give us a rating, a like, something along those lines, it helps us out absolutely massively. And a massive thank you to those of you who have already done so. I'm Tom Jenks, joined as per usual by Mitchell Gatting. Was that a, an intentional dramatic pause, or was that just like the connection going? Because it was very, very dramatic. Um, it was a connection in my head going. Uh, um, yes. Sometimes that yeah. happens. Yeah. And I was basically just going to razzle myself, the but decided just to let it be. ADD let it be. section of your brain was just like, I'm preemptive of him talking, so I'm just going to stop talking now. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, much, already, yeah. I already know what he's going to say, because I've already preempted it, so I'm just going to stop. Brain wires just getting stopped, meaning yeah. that nothing actually comes out. Uh, fun times. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, how are you, pre- mate? Uh, you know what? I'm doing okay. I'm recovering, even though I'm descending into hay fever hell. Uh, uh, did, we talked about hay fever. What? No, we did allergies. Yeah, go back and listen to what that allergies, is. Allergies. Yeah. Yeah, and how that is now going to be plaguing my life. You get I hit quite a bit hard better. by it, don't you? Yeah, and I thought it'd be a bit better. Well, last show I didn't because we were in the city and nothing grows and everything everything dies to the smog of the Bristol. Yeah, Bristol uh, smog. Uh, but now we're down in Plymouth. There's a bit more countryside, but as we're like bordering the sea, I thought it'd be a bit better. But it's it's coming to full swing. Ah, oh, I see. Again. Yeah, this is so. what you need to do: is uh, move somewhere much further north. Um, then. You know, things are just so cold that they don't release their pollen for another well, like, three yeah. weeks. Either that would go the other way. Just like go to barren wasteland of like the desert or the tundra or <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, somewhere north. Live your hermit life. I wouldn't mind. To I wouldn't mind. The best wouldn't life. Mind. Like just living up a, a mountain with a good internet connection and a snowboard and a ski lift. That I would be, I'd be happy with uh, that. That's pretty That'd ideal. That yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you could go do that. You could go live in a chalet, but you wouldn't be secluded. Um. Oh yeah. What, no. No, that's true. I wonder how much but there'd be less people around. Do you know what? Do you know when people like get aways and they're like, "I wish I could just go and live in a forest." My version of that is, "I wish I could go and live up a mountain and all I need is a network connection." I want because I work remotely, so I wonder if it's doable. If there's a place, the only issue with working remotely and being in a foreign country, a tax implications are absolute. Uh, like a minefield to walk through. Yeah. Like, there's some countries that have really specific days, like 100, I think 164, 156 for like Denmark. But if you come back and then you go back, it like resets or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and then time zone difference. If I was to work, I would have to work in line with other people in my team. So I would have to start nine their time and finish the same. Yeah. Otherwise, like the meetings don't line up. Like, we, this is, this is very like, new age uh gen z tech meetings where you have like scrums you have a scrum master you, do you know about scrums yet tom absolutely not no oh you what? will you'll find out when you when you finally join the workforce after skiving from it for wow. seven years you'll, you'll find out what scrums are well um, i'm essentially like if for example if i stayed on at my current place not a lot would change like oh, in fair. terms of whatever scrums are yeah, it's more more, more tech. It's only if you if you went into like more techy field. I think they have scrums. Um, okay, it's essentially they're just meetings that they want to be cool and call them scrums. Like you're you're huddling down like rugby. And you get yeah, scrum and you like okay. head to heads and you, know, you bash your heads together and you like you work out what you're gonna work on for the next two weeks and that's your sprint. Oh, okay, <laughs> you have a two weekly sprint, and then you're not allowed to work on anything apart from your sprint items for the sprint. That's oh, it. that's good. Yeah, it's it's an interesting Actually, way that's, of doing that's quite, it. I reckon that would work with me. Doesn't work this with is what me. you're allowed to work on this couple of weeks. That's it. Yeah, essentially, is like this is what I'm working else on. This is what I'm working on. Nothing else. Just this. 
you can give it yourself some hours to help out other people or for things to come in, but nothing above that, and that's it. Um, yeah, well, that's it's essentially just project management to be better. better yeah, bit uh, more with me. So my projects yeah, okay. are like not two week based. It wouldn't make sense for mine. No. Uh, so we we you decided not I guess to. Your back end support, right? No. In a way. No. You just go around fixing people's computers. That's all cybersecurity, isn't no. it? Yeah, Have you yeah, turned it off it. and on again? Yeah, that's, that's 100%. Have you unplugged it, the server? You've nailed it. You've, yeah. you've nailed it. Uh, oh, I think we got a, here a parasite in this server. Let's just turn it off. Yeah, no, mine is uh, the government's come knocking at our door, showing <laughs> them that we've done what we say we do. Good. Yeah, that's fair. Thanks. Don't give us a... Please don't give us a fine. <laughs> <laughs> please, sir, Mr. Bo- boss, uh, yeah. tax man. Yeah, please, sir, Mr. Government Body, please don't give us a fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. So well, how about we... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I've dealt with that. Uh, I was only an hour ahead, though. It, it's okay. It's manageable. That's what I mean. You have to work ahead. out where the lines are, if there's any good, like, skiing slash snowboarding areas in well, that. Well, if you take a laptop with you, put it in your backpack. Yeah, but... And one hour either on side, the like time difference. I don't think there's many good places to snow currently. Uh, to snow, to snowboard currently at the moment. Is it? Well, maybe no, not it's right a bit late. Now. You can make it a late. winter thing. Yeah, unless I went. Unless you just go south. south. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Go full southern hemisphere. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, anyway. scrum ourselves into this. Yeah. Do you have a good dinner? This here. Do you have, what do you have for dinner? Talk about. What food. did I have for dinner? All right. Do you know what? Uh, I did myself. Um, oh, yeah. I had a leaf mushroom courgette risotto. Nice. Um, healthy? Healthy. Yeah, do you know what? I try and do that sometimes. Every now and then. Uh, for lunch, I had a chicken sandwich with a monster and a twirl. And I wasn't oh, feeling great about that. That is just like the dream. Classic <laughs> meal deal. Uh, let's go back to a 16-year-old self. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and this so I was like, a, I should probably do something better than that. Like a little tip. You get a cut. Is it co-op? You got a co-op near you? I don't. No, we have no co-ops here. Oh, that's a We're shame. a bit if too bougie for that. If you're too, yeah, that's true. Too, too, not gender, too gentrified. You've gone the other way. Yeah. Um, we've got a Marks and Spencers. Oh, fancy. Never in step foot in there, though. The co-op. If you get a co-op card, it's a pound for the year. Well worth it. You get discounts on everything. I've made my money back. It's, it's fine. Um... You can get a sandwich, a ste- uh, steak slice, and a monster for like £3.50. That's mad. Yeah, that, that's like my go-to. If I'm, if I'm having one of the, those days where you're like, I need to relive my, my youth, <laughs> my 18-year-old youth, that's what I'll go and get. I woke up this morning, I was like, I really should have cooked lunch last night. Uh, that's I'm, very, you know, that's food prep. That's, that's good for you. Well, essentially what I do these days is I cook my dinner, but just way too much. I'm like, oh, I'll just have that tomorrow and for lunch oh, the yeah. next day. Especially uh, if you're cooking for yourself. That's always Yeah, exactly. It, less food waste that way. Yeah. You don't have half a leak that's going off for a few weeks. Um, cool. Uh, slight, slight tangent onto news then. We'll, we'll come off food for a second and we'll come back to uh, it in a minute. A uh, question mm-hmm. of the day for everyone at home. You can tweet at us. You can um, Instagram us. What's your favorite meal deal? <laughs> I'll just yeah. throw that out there. Tell there us is, your favorite meal deal. There was a whole, there's a whole series I've seen online of people being like, what's your favorite meal deal? So I'm, I'm really interested if anybody's got a favorite. Like, and I don't mean just like, what's the, like, your min-max for meal <laughs> deal. Uh, someone was just like, one of those, the coffees you get, what are they called? Like Bill's coffees? Oh, right, I can't remember yeah. the name of it. It's that plus like a triple sandwich plus then like a steak slice or something and you get the most for your, your three pound. Trust you to bring up min-maxing when it comes to food. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm a true gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through, through and through. How do I min-max money? That's not what all people need to do. It's like, it's, don't, don't no, call no, it scrimping and saving. Money, but, uh, you yeah, just no. min-maxing your food budget. That's exactly okay. it. That's fair. Uh, if we just phrased it like that to everyone, I'm sure the world would be a better place. <laughs> it's like buying chicken thighs or chicken wings over chicken breast. Oh, yeah. You get so much more for your money if yeah. you buy thighs or wings compared to breast, even though, you know, everybody knows breast is best. Um, 
<laughs> ridiculous <laughs> saying. Uh, yeah, you get so much more for your money. It goes so much further. All right. Cool. Yeah. Hit us up. Hashtag yeah. uh, iPod. We'll find you. We'll find you. Yeah. So, Hashtag um, min max the meal deal. <laughs> Hashtag min max. See, uh, maybe we'll search that later and see what comes up. <laughs> so, um, right. Food facts. Oh, do, do we want news? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Bit of scary news. news just to set off Sc- the episode. Uh, scary news, yeah. Um, Is it we're going to run out of food? Because we've been tangenting a, a tiny bit. Um, no. So, drug resistant bacteria, right? It's been a bit of a trigger word for the last, say, decade, I'd say. Uh, mm. We normally hear about it in terms of like hospitals and uh, nursing homes and, and things like that because, you know, it's, and it's also why it's so hard to get antibiotics now because, especially in the UK, not so much in other places, but they're trying to reduce how much they give it out to stop bacteria developing resistance to antibiotics, um, which is ideal, let's say. Um, turns out, though, New research, this came out a few days ago, um, turns out that some resistant drug-resistant bacteria is being swept up by the wind, taken into the atmosphere and into the clouds, and being transported to other countries and being deposited in the rain. Mm. Um, so what's kind of scary about this is, one, you know, normally when we think about transmitting infectious diseases, you know, we just come out of covid um, it's all about touch, washing your hands, not sneezing in someone's face. You know, uh, the kind of things you should be doing anyway. But Can I interject here with a personal yes. grievance of mine? Yes. Recently been on public transport, came back from London. Yeah. Uh, the amount of people, men, women and children, that I wanted a throat punch purely because they were open mouth coughing and putting nothing in front of their faces. Oh, nightmare. And I just felt like standing up and screaming at them like we had we were locked down for two fucking years because people like you just didn't like cough into their armpit or like cough into a tissue or sneeze into a tissue like and I understand the child it's not their fault because they haven't been taught but like the parent just say something to your child teach your child properly to be like uh let's not sneeze open mouth yeah probably little gremlin just a bit of like, respect it- yeah, for your other passengers. Because we're all there, chilling in a metal tube for three hours. Like, there's a lot of time for the air to, like, pass around. Yeah. Sorry, um, Tom. That's, that's no, quite all right. I completely <laughs> understand. We didn't go through COVID to come out with learning nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, coffee to your armpits is what I'm getting from Mitchell there. I didn't mean your armpits. Uh, I meant your particularly. Your yeah, I know what you meant inside of your elbow, but uh, coughing into your armpits is a much better funny image. So that's what we're going with. Um, so what's scary about this drug-resistant bacteria in the clouds is the lifespan probably isn't that long for it to transport from one country to another. So that means cloud clouds are probably a, not maybe an ideal breeding ground for bacteria, but at least one that they can breed in. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, a few scientists were atop the Puy-de-Dôme, which is a dormant volcano in central France, and they collected samples of mist and cloud, and they found that they contained between 330 to over 30,000 bacteria per milliliter of cloud water, um, and identified 29 subtypes of antibiotic-resistant genes in those bacteria. And this is something that no one's actually had to think about before, like how our disease is going to be transported. In the rain, how do we stop that? Who mm. knows? Welcome to the apocalypse. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, food. Are you much of a foodie? What do you mean? Like, I love food. <laughs> and I, you know, luckily food is one of the things I have self-control with, but I just love eating. I don't know what it is. Love eating. Love new tastes. Yeah. I don't, I, don't I, enjoy I, cooking as much. Hate washing up. But <laughs> the food makes up for that. Like I live for mealtimes. It gets me out of bed in the morning. It gets me through morning work. It gets me home. I just love food. Yeah. Same. Whereas I understand 
some people do not have that relationship. They eat because, you know, they have to. Other end of the spectrum. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find that... I don't, it's like the people that don't like listening to music. It concerns me yeah. on a very, like, personal and instinctual level. And people are like, yeah, no, I just eat to get by. And I understand that, like, okay, we're not on a... This is this is a very uh, this, this is a very privileged position that we're talking down on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. First world to be, problems to, yeah, to the max. To be like, oh, we're just eating to get there because there's some people that you know can't afford to eat or skip meals at this current point in time in the world. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, very much, very much in terms of, I like I like food. We went to a food festival on the weekend. Oh, that sounds good. First, first Plymouth, Plymouth first food festival. How was it? Yeah, how was that? I'm not sure of all time or the year because I'm pretty sure I've seen another one. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> it was good. Uh, lots of different things. My brain hated it. <laughs> From of course. In, on, in like the, the 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 part of me that doesn't like other people or planning or like the whole time, either like counting people's in cues or analyzing the way that they laid it out to be completely utter rubbish from an ergonomic perspective. Right. Yeah. Like not ergonomic was the right word, but like the flow of people, it wasn't designed well. They went for an oval shaped with an oval tent in the middle with all the stands around the outside. So all the cues faced in. So they kind of was like a spoke, like a wheel with spokes but you couldn't walk around the circle because to walk around the circle you had to walk through every queue for every stand yeah it was it was just poorly designed but food was delicious we had some um gyros so greek gyros 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 i don't know i i I know how it's written down i have no idea how it's said uh the absolute beauty of there being a janna someone from plymouth being like oh yeah let's get two gyros and i was just like beautiful Absolutely beautiful. Because yeah. I don't know how it's pronounced properly, like 100% authentically. All I know is it's not gyros. <laughs> uh, I've been... Absolutely not. I've been on a Greek island standing behind a scouse who was just like, yeah, can I have two gyros? I can't even do it. Gyros, like in the scouse accent, it was just beautiful. Just how incorrect it was. It's just, no, no, no. Tasty, tasty. Ignorance is bliss, eh? Yeah. Isn't it just... Um, yeah. But if you don't know, if you've never been, then how would you know? Because it is spelt like gyro. Well, true. So. Yeah. Um, I don't have any food facts. Do you know? Because I forgot mm. to do those. Mm. So back to normal form for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you? I do. I've got three. Well, three facts. Three facts. The first, which a lot of people don't realize, and an interesting fact that a few personal people to me that are like, oh, I don't like horseradish, but they'll get on with wasabi. Most supermarket wasabi is actually horseradish because real oh, wasabi no. is really hard to make and really expensive. So most wasabi for sale is coloured horseradish with flavourings to make it more spicy. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. You just need to bring that one out for people. Yeah. There's a family, family that I'm, I'm close to and we spent certain Christmas with none of them like horseradish and i'll sit there by myself with a whole tub of horseradish like let's get down to business absolutely love it fair okay yeah, yeah. Uh, uh i'm either i'm either or i won't go out and seek it but if it's there i don't mind oh with, with beef yeah nice 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 you go for yeah go go for carvery you go out for beef and it's horseradish Oof. that's a good time that's Best a good time in the world. In the world. yeah uh, next food fact: One fast food burger can have up to ten. Sorry, not ten. Rookie numbers: a hundred different cows in. Oh, <laughs> if if you ever want to put somebody off going for like a Burger King, yeah, fast food burger can have up to a hundred different cows in it because they're all killed at the same time, put into a big fat, and then you know 
That's what I was around, thinking. It must just be like it, yeah. it's ground, but in no particular order. <laughs> yeah, because like when they I kill the cows know. and they put them in like the vats and they steal them and put them into mints, they, they don't go, okay, well, we're going to have one mince pile per cow. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it makes sense, but I wouldn't have thought a hundred different cows turning up in a single burger. Yeah. Uh, really kind of makes you reevaluate that, doesn't it? I don't know. It has a little like, spice to it. It's like, oh, there's some variants here. This is such an exotic burger. It's got a hundred different cows in. Okay, fair. Yeah. Not everybody right. can say that. No, that's true. <laughs> the final fact is fruit flavored snacks, uh, they shine when you eat them. Like, I was supposed to call them jelly babies, but jelly babies don't shine because they've got powder on. What am, I, what am I thinking? Like fruit pastels? Jelly you know, beans? the non sugar fruit pastels? Okay, yeah. Gems? What are they called? One of the sweets. One of the sweets. One of the sweets. Shiny sweets. Shiny sweets. They shine because of car wax. What? The same wax that is used on cars, uh, which is called Canuba wax, is the same type of wax that are used on gummy candy for a glossy sheen. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so when you're thinking about that, so when you're eating burgers from now on and you're eating sweets or fruit fruit flavored snacks, as they're called, not yeah. sweets, uh, which have gelatin in as well. So that's probably got, you know, a few horses in. Yeah, bones, big bones. Yeah. So they grind it up. Is it pathetic though, isn't it? It's like the whole taurine thing in Monster. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. It's found in animal semen, but it's made synthetically, <laughs> not putting animal semen. In your energy drinks. Oh, I won't drink anymore then. <laughs> no, I know that. Wow. <laughs> um, I do have a quick fact that I just uh, thought of, oh, which yeah. is... Um, Over there, ag- aggressively Googling. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know cilantro? Do you like oh, cilantro? So what's the English version? Don't give me the American version. Give me the um, English version. What is it called again? I Coriander? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm of the It Tastes Like Dish Soap. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Can't stand it. Can't stand yeah. coriander. So I, my housemate, absolute coriander fiend, goes nuts for it, loves the stuff. Uh, other people, <laughs> Mitch, for example. <laughs> um, fiend. Fiend, an absolute fiend. Um, Mitch, for example, thinks it tastes like soap. Horrible. Yeah. Um, and that uh, all comes down to a variation in the OR6A2 gene. Um, which essentially is one of the it's called a single nucleotide polymorphism um, and yeah makes it taste like soap to some people and quite bitter yeah I just can't get on with it never been a fan never been a yeah, fan that's fair uh, there we go that's why you, you, your genes have swapped polymorphists <laughs> right what's food then mate what? I, you ever heard you of the what? stuff I have heard of the stuff, uh, but I didn't do like what is food, which is interesting. I just went off the, the taste, what is taste, which seems ridiculous, oh. covering just taste and not what food is. <laughs> okay, um, I've got the because I, I didn't go what with food was either. I thought people may understand. Yeah, just, you just eat like, to gain nutrients from. Right, <laughs> most people can understand the basics of what is a food. Yeah. Uh, if you want a, an actual definition of what food is, it is any subs- substance that we can eat or drink that provide our bodies with nutrients, energy, and sustenance needed to survive and function properly. So that makes sense. It and has it to sounds, give us it sounds simple, right? Yeah. Um, but that's because there's very few places where we explore now. Um, but back when uh, the English, British, I suppose, first... Uh, colonized colonizers Australia yeah um, and obviously they weren't using local knowledge at that point they just set up a couple of bases and they're like oh let's go get some food from the forest many many people died because they just had no idea what was and wasn't poisonous um, and obviously if you're from the British Isles there's very few things apart from like mushrooms fungi that kind of stuff that you go out and eat and it kills you um, mm-hmm. To many people, uh, a lot of trial and error over on Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love, accidental deaths. Yeah, yeah. Not, not great. Yeah. Not great. Trial and error. Um, yeah. So uh, instead of what defining what food was, I went for the digestive process. So would you rather go with digestion or taste? Um, 
Should we go taste first? Because it gets to the mouth before it gets to the stomach. Even oh, though I've also got some stuff on the digestive system and that does actually technically start in the mouth as it well. Does. Right, well, let's start in the mouth then. Tip of the tongue. <laughs> Tip of... Taste. Tip of, I don't even know what it is. Tip of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. Taste. Yeah. All taste. right. Well, what have you what got on taste? taste then? Well... For centuries, I was going to write a rich tapestry about how humans have been fascinated by the sensation of taste. But I, you know, I'm, this I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> humans and scientists. So, I, you know, what? when I wrote this, I was like, humans and scientists. Yeah, because scientists aren't humans. We're gonna well, just we're not. Just yeah, there's between a, the rest of us. Pretty um, sure we belong to a separate genus. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've made numerous discoveries about how taste works in the body. One of the most significant discoveries in taste science was the identification of the five basic tastes. Sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and unami. Umami, not an unami. Unami is a separate thing. That's the thing in Friends where if you jump out at someone, they don't get scared. <laughs> umami. <laughs> Which is like richness. Is that a good way of describing umami? It's difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah. I've got umami is the taste associated with... Well, scientifically, it's glutamate, okay. which is the specific thing you're you're tasting there. How to describe it to someone? What is the umami yeah, taste? Yeah, I thought it was like like um, how rich and full it feels, or like yeah, it's often like associated with like meaty taste. Yeah, um, some vegetables as well, shiitake mushrooms specifically. Um, oh, do you know do you know what the origin of this is? It's Japan. It's always of course. Foods. So I really want to go to Japan because they've got such a food related culture and I would absolutely do you know when you talk about being a foodie, hundred percent. I've watched pretty much every show on Netflix that has to do with Japanese Japan and food. It is incredible. But uh, it came, yeah, coined by a Japanese chemist in nineteen oh eight. Oh. Fair. Uh yeah. Incredibly described as deliciousness or yumminess, which seems a bit ridiculous, not gonna lie to you. Uh, because surely that's not something you can gauge. Quite subjective. Yes. I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, is umami a subjective thing? But at the same time, it's not because like they are activated in the same way. Mm. So like your taste buds mm-hmm. have like microscopic hairs on them, right? Uh, that send messages to your brain about how things taste. Mm. And different hairs on different parts of your tongue are activated by different um chemical compounds. Yeah. So. Going back to the fire. Do you know what? Oh, quick, 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 kind of disgusting fact. Do you know where else you have taste buds? It's your a hole, isn't it, Tom? <laughs> and your testicles. Oh. Yeah. I guess um, they work in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> slightly, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, okay. no, I think they work in exactly the same way. It's just you're less likely to have uh, be, able, be able to taste through them. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, these basic tastes were first described by a German scientist, uh, George August Zumpt, such a German name, in the, in the early 19th century. And it wasn't until the 20th century the scientific community began actually accepting them as fundamentals to the human experience of taste. Uh, there was a discovery of the tongue map, which is another scientific development in, in taste science. Uh, this is the idea that different parts of the tongue are responsible for sensing different tastes. But this was actually debunked in 1973 or 4 I can't remember what it is um, okay. and it turns out that taste buds are evenly distributed across the tongue and that all taste sensations can be detected by all areas of the tongue it makes sense but there are sometimes like some flavours that I do feel like on the back of my tongue especially like sour ones um, but I completely accept that's like a subjective feeling uh, and not an actually where I'm tasting it no, you're correct, but I think that's it's because of want senses are more like okay. The, the only reason that I would agree with what you're saying is uh, if you overcook like spices and it's a bit bittery, it'll catch you in the back of the throat instead oh, of that's just true. your tongue. Yeah. So it's not just like the whole mouth. As you got like under the tongue, which is your saliva glands, which will trigger for like sour things. So that's why I can say like it feels like it's different areas of your mouth, yeah. but that's just different things associated with that. Uh, that's taste. true other things are at play here right identification area yeah yeah that's fair mm. 
awesome sauce. So um, that's that's, the, that's the, the basics of flavor. But how do taste buds taste? Do taste buds taste? Do taste buds oh, taste good? That, that is the question <laughs> of the century. Do taste buds taste? Or is yeah. it your brain tasting? Yeah, like what even are taste buds? What even are they? Go for it. Oh, you're... What? Okay. Uh, I, I presumed you had this information ready. I, I did. Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I taste don't, buds. so I can't, I can't take Oh, yeah, okay, take you that. don't. Sorry, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there are, space buds are a specialised sensory organ located on the tongue, soft palate, throat, and throat that allow us to perceive different tastes. The taste buds are small hair-like structures that are made up of about 50 to 100 specialised cells. And these cells are responsible for detecting the different taste sensations. As we previously discussed, there are five main test sensations. Sweet, sour, salty, bitter, umami. What's your favourite, just before we go any further? Like, are you like a sweet, you like a sour person? Oh, I definitely have and a sweet I know taste. you're salty and bitter, but like, for flavours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they balance each other out. Um, I definitely, I definitely have a sweet tooth. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. cider, limoncello, can't get enough of the stuff. Ice yeah, cream, but you get like I say, you get like dry shaders, dry shaders, dry ciders that aren't sweet. Yeah, but they're still like sweeter than nah. beer. Uh, agreed. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I get a choice, I'll go cider instead of beer. If you can uh, find it up north, Cornish Gold. Oh, okay. Just the best. Okay, I'll, I'll I don't, I don't need to mention Rattler because Rattler is like universally known, but Cornish Gold is another yeah. absolute. Thistley Cross yeah. as well. That's absolutely banging. Yep. That's a good time if you find that down south. <laughs> uh, so so sweet you're going with, yeah? Sweet, oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. You? Um, I. I it depends. At the moment, I'm trying not to do sweet, so I'm associating with sweet with just like bad. So oh, not sweet. Conditioning yourself every time yeah, you look yeah. at a sweet, you just slap yourself on the wrist. I've just got like an electric collar that I've got a button that I press every time. <laughs> like a oh, that's a chocolate. <laughs> um, so umami Fair. is like what I'm going for, which is like savory, the meatiness. Like yeah. it, it, like it's better for me because I'm back into my running. It's better for me to have like chicken, red meat, and that kind of stuff instead of you know, sweet. So umami is my go-to. I mean, that's fair. That's okay. fair. To answer your thing that you said earlier about the, like, feeling it different in different places, each taste bud is able to detect all these tastes, but some taste buds are more sensitive to certain tastes than others. Oh, so it is okay. a case that... So in that, um, the uh, different parts of the tongue are responsible for different sensing tastes that was debunked, they were just like, okay, the right side of your mouth can only do sour. That's okay. not how it is. Like all of it can do. So all it of is it, mapped out to certain regions. Like, yes, but not as in like solely exclusive yeah. for sour at the back yes, of the yes. tongue. Yeah, yeah, okay. because there there sense. are there are maps. I've seen like if you're tasting like bitter or something, it'll be like the front of your tongue. It's just saying with those maps there, you it's more sensitive to that area, not just to like bitter, it's just yeah. that area only. Okay, so like when people like lick things to taste them, um, the bitter things are going to be more bitter. Do you reckon that's like, there's a reason why you have bitter on the end of your tongue? Because if you tasted that with the back of your tongue, maybe you wouldn't think it's as bitter. No, because that's surely dependent on how sensitive those cells are. Maybe it's, I I thought you were going to say it's like, so you don't want it to, it's, if it's at the back of your tongue, it's too late. (laughs) So you want it to be the front of your tongue because you have like oh, a, a bigger distance to a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but then sour things, they just kind of, we, your body's just kind of went, well, sour's fine. We'll just wait for that to get to the back. Yeah, it's like vi- we'll deal with vinegar. It Isn't like vinegar, po- not poisonous, but like really not, you know, we're not supposed to have. There's many things that humans have gone, that's poison, but I like it. Like mint. Mm. Why don't I crush this up and put it in a margarita? That's going to be great. <laughs> when technically it's just poison. <laughs> yeah. Um, or um, yeah. like chilies. Yeah, exactly. The whole, the, whole, the whole point of it is like, yeah, pure, pure not good for you. And your body is like, has a pain reaction, has a physical pain reaction because it's just like, no, we don't like this. Get it out. 
Yeah, and people will sit there eating like spicy, spicy food, literally crying, and be like, "I love this so much. This is I, the time of my life." I miss that. I tell you what, mate, I miss it. What? Spice. Spicy food, spicy, spicy food. Yeah, I just stop having it because it, it doesn't bode well with my stomach. Oh, um, that's fair. So, but I absolute spice fiend. Absolute spice, spice fiend. fiend. Yeah, I'm not. A spi- I do. I like spice. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't. I don't think I'm too bad at handling it for a white person. Um, but, <laughs> but like, I don't like overloading my spice like hotness. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, there is a point where it becomes like unenjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait. What's your like max on like on the curry on, like curry scale? Like, if you were going to have this is very like topical for this week. Have you seen the whole like the UK is being cancelled by America? Oh yeah. Because we like oh we're gonna if you're gonna go for an Indian because I was about to say it, we're going for an Indian. If you go out for an Indian, what sort of like spice level are you going for? Yeah, it's like oh let's get a Chinese and we're getting cancelled for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Ridiculous. Stay in your lane, America. Your food is so an abomination. I, I normally go for a balti. Balti? Yeah. Wait, what, what's that? Balti. Or a madras is my normal like, oh, go-to. Madras, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, which is definitely on the spicy side. Madras? Um, mm, broken joint. I'd say, you know, it goes... Well, what I'm looking at here is a spiceometer. Spiceometer. Uh, Vindaloo has yeah. five chilies. Yeah, Madras yeah. has four chilies. Balti, Rogan, Jalfrezi, and Abuna have three chilies. Um, so I normally go for a Madras. I and tend to avoid the Vindaloo, but I have had Vindaloo's and been okay. Uh, but yeah. it really depends on the place. There's one above Vindaloo, isn't there? Uh, not on this specific list. Isn't there like a like a what's it called the foul foul P H A W L? What's it called? P H A L L. Yeah. Foul curry spice level. Yeah. Oh, Google's just stopped. <laughs> just okay. stopped. Yeah, it's just it's just stopped. Um, well, there's someone here serving it with a gas mask on, so that they don't get it in their mouth by accident. So I'm gonna say it's pretty hot. Oh yeah, here we go. It goes foul. P H A A L. Huh. Uh, then Vindaloo, then Madras, Jalfrezi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff I would avoid because I want to enjoy. I would, I would like frequently just go get a Madras. Drink Madras. Um, yeah, I love a Madras. Okay, carrying on about the science of taste buds. Uh, the molecules from the food or drink come into contact with the taste buds on the tongue and the specialized cells in the taste buds and send a signal to the brain, which then interprets these signals as different tastes, which is you know what <laughs> it's it's so absolutely crazy that that's how that works and how, how like everyone's experience and i was thinking about this when i was doing like the research like it always makes me have like a meta breakdown of just like living yeah because every... this is the kind of stuff i have to force myself to not think about a lot of the time because i end up going down like mental rabbit holes and i'm like i just break myself mentally yeah it's like how does touch work and then you start thinking about touch too much you're like am i touching that am i feeling the amount of touch i'm meant to be feeling like uh and it's the same with taste it's just wild it's just modified hair Mm -hmm. it's crazy hair is wild uh for, for me it's the everybody's walking around in their own little heads and they've got their own little subconscious there they've got like their consciousness is like there and yeah. then because of their add-ons, they experience the world differently, fully, from like... Uh, because they, of their add-ons? Yeah, because they're add-ons. <laughs> like, their, their eyes and their ears and their tastes. Like, they see, they see colour oh differently. Lord. They see... Yeah. They, they taste things differently to one than I do. Like, they hear things differently to me. I just think it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? Um, it but it's close enough that we can speak about these things and agree. Yes, there's there's like it's in the which like, is another fear of experience thing. is the same. But like yeah, it's the idea that people can like hear things differently is always crazy to me. But, We're in the same bubble, but yeah. alone. Dialing this back, 
The process of taste perception is a complex and involves many different factors, which I'm glad that I realized. Like, I've always said, like, a hot cup of tea tastes different to a cold cup of tea. And it is true. The texture and temperature of food and drink can also affect the perception of the taste. So you could oh, argue 100%. that it doesn't change the taste because it doesn't change the food, but it's the perception of the taste. I argue that is what the taste is. It's just the perception of it in your brain. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. I so I started this podcast with a hot cup of tea. I just took a sip and it is now cold. Definitely tastes different. Yeah, um, that's true. Also, I have a massive thing about texture. I don't know what it is. Big Probably just thing. ADHD riddled brain, um, mm. over sensitive to touch, that kind of thing. But texture is so important to me. Like, I love bread. I love toast. It's crunchy. It's meant to be. But don't be giving me, like, uh, what's it? Bread and butter pudding? Yeah. Soggy bread. No one wants yeah. soggy bread. <laughs> Why do we want soggy bread? It mm. it suddenly is something that's unappealing. Yeah. Um, but that's just me and my two cents. Mm. Yeah. There's also the yeah. smell. Also plays a significant role. They, some, I saw an ad that was people like released a thing that it's a water bottle with like a cap on the top that changes your the smell. So you think the water tastes of X, but it doesn't. It's just the smell of it. Oh, so you put like a bit of lemon in there? Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a circle cap that just smells of lemon, and then it makes the water taste of lemon because that's what you're smelling at the same time as ingesting it. It's weird, isn't it, how you can trick your your senses to things like that? Yeah, um, that's wild. How about uh, we do some nutrients? Nutrients or we come from taste digestion. Oh, we could carry on with the digestion. Yeah, we, we could uh, move on from the mouth. Yeah, how does it break down? <laughs> from the mouth um, into the, the stomach. <laughs> yeah. How does it break down? Mm-hmm. So, first step of uh, digestion is ingestion, as we've spoken about mm-hmm. a lot uh, so far. Um, the first piece of digestion happens in the mouth. So, uh, a bit of mastication going on. The uh, don't mishear what I just said. Um and saliva has enzymes in it, which also bring uh, start to break down, specifically uh, carbohydrates. Um, also, weird fact here, if you like pineapple and then your mouth starts to feel a bit weird because you've eaten a bit too much of it, that's because pineapple contains enzymes in it which break down soft flesh. So your pineapple is eating you back. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why if you're doing like a slow roast or like a big pork shoulder joint, if you use pineapple as like a, a marinade, it helps break down the um the, yeah. the meat so it cooks more evenly better. Yeah, exactly. Um, then, of course, you move on to swallowing. That's always good. Get that out of the way. Get it into your stomach. Yeah. Um, but it does that through a process called perist- peristalsis, which is basically... Uh, the esophagus shoving food down you've got lots of tiny cilia on the inside of your esophagus that moves in waves so if you ever get like i don't know what we call it like there's a word in italian for this but i don't think we have a specific word for when you get something caught in your chest like you've swallowed it but kind of gets stuck halfway down um but then eventually it gets moved down by the the cilia frog in your throat no because that's when you sound a bit croaky. Yeah, yeah but that's just uh, on your 50 a day, you know? Oh, no, it's like it's when you're like, you're ill and you sound like you're, you're like, a bit like me. My voice is going that way. I can be like, ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. A bit of morning no. gruff. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the stomach. So in the stomach, tum, tum. Uh, the bolus, which is, let's say, your, your packet of food you've just swallowed, is mixed with gastric juices that contain enzymes and hydrochloric acid. The acid helps to break down proteins and it kills harmful bacteria. The stomach also churns the bolus to further, that word is so funny, um, to further break it down into a liquid called chyme, chyme, C-H-Y-M-E. The small intestine moves the chyme Uh, where it mixes with uh, more digestive enzymes from the pancreas and bile from the liver, which break down carbohydrates, proteins, and fats into their constituent molecules, 
while the bowel helps to emulsify the fats, making them easier to digest as well. Further along the small intestine is where most of the nutrients from our food are absorbed into the bloodstream. So you might think, how is that chunk of 100 cow beef burger that I ate earlier <laughs> getting across my small intestine? Yeah. Well, now it's just like this soupy mixture where they are in their base molecules. Literally, they cannot get any smaller unless you started breaking bonds uh, and making them into the individual atoms. They are taken out actively and passively because there's a high concentration of these uh, molecules inside, a low concentration outside of the low intestine, which would be the bloodstream, and they pass along. Um, and I think there's some active transportation as well, which is where they get caught in a receptor for that specific molecule, that energy is expended to bring them uh, through the small intestinal barrier. Nutrients then, such as glucose, amino acids, fatty acids, pass through the walls, um, and where they are transported to the liver specifically. And then the liver will clean your blood. This is why if you drink a lot of alcohol and it's taking a lot of alcohol out of your system, liver failure um, is you're at much higher risk for that. Your large intestine then, is, so that's the remaining material that cannot be digested, uh, gets shoved to your large intestine where water is taken out of it and waste products are formed where you then move on to elimination and we all know what happens there, I hope. Um, but that's also why the elimination phase, um, <laughs> if you take a look at your poo, it's right. very good, like, diagnostic, uh, what do you call yes. it? Yes. Uh, Processes. Process, right? Yeah. Uh, and, like, you'll, how uh, this food waste product, feces are excreted. Stool. Um, <laughs> Tom. Stool. There we go. Oh, I was just finding the right word. Yeah. Um, if you go... It could be a very good to, indicator of your internal and intestinal health yeah. as well. Uh, if you go onto Google and, and type stool chart, there is a something called the, the Bristol stool chart. It's the, it's the actual name of it. It's called a Bristol stool chart. Uh, okay. And that will tell you what you need or issues. Well, I was expecting like actual stools. No, not like so. Three legs. Oh, I like three like, legs ones. <laughs> there's ones for like. Soft blobs with clear-cut edges means that you're lacking in fiber, which is less than type 5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. go check out the Bristol stool form scale. <laughs> there's, so. there's an alternative Bristol stool chart. Uh, type 1, like a Malteser. Type 2, like <laughs> grapes. Type 3, like a toffee crisp. <laughs> type 4, like a sausage. Uh, type 5, like chicken nuggets. <laughs> type 6, like porridge. Type 7, <laughs> like gravy. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's worse or better whilst looking at the chart. Yeah, um, that's true. I'm not sure. Look. The thing is, this is something like nurses have to learn. This is something that nurses learn about. For the reason oh, for sure. or like yeah. when you have to go through to Because it, it, it shows you like what a, a healthy stool is compared to an unhealthy stool. Because if you, if yeah, you know... So for, for, your, for people at home who have been imagining this, uh, the toffee crisp and the sausage are normal. Apparently. Okay, yeah, like healthy. Yeah. Like type 5 <laughs> is a precursor to diarrhea, and then type 6 and 7 is just diarrhea. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. yeah. But the reason fair. that they do that is like, so I found a bit more that's a bit in depth. It actually has reasons to be like, um, it could be food poisonings. It shows there's like an inflammation in like the tract or like things to look for. So if the doctor comes, you can be like, okay, this, this has happened. Um, you need to look at this because they could have an inflammation in their, you know, intestines. Something's causing that. Yeah. Well, that's why it's such a good diagnostics tool, right? Yeah. Um, totally makes sense. Um, fair. Fair enough. And then uh, once the nutrients from your food are in your bloodstream, they made it through the liver, they are transported to the cells. Now, this isn't like an active thing. They're taken to the exact cells. They're just in the bloodstream. And then the cells that need them catch them, essentially. Uh, this is where they're used for energy, growth, and repair. 
An uh, example, glucose is something we hear about a lot and it's used by our cells as a source of energy, while amino acids are used to build and repair tissues. So that's why if someone's on the bulk, protein! they're eating a lot of protein. Yeah, you get on uh, that Because protein's broken down into fish. amino acids. Chicken, fish. And our ass kick. And then more chicken. Then, a, then another fish. That's my favourite interview of all time. What interview is that? Uh, it's um, a someone interviewing a bodybuilder, what their diet is. Right. And it's, it's kind of like pseudo taking the mic, but he's just there like, I'll have a ass kick and I'll have some fish and I'll have some fish on my ass kick and I'll have some chicken and I'll have some fish. <laughs> and that's like, he's just going through his day. That's funny. That's oh, what it is play. when you're just like bulking or cutting. It's kind of like, kind of like that. For some reason, like core memories in my brain have overridden anything. Like when people like talk about the gains, yeah. all I think about is like bacon guy from oh what's it called? yeah yeah epic food, epic, epic, epic meal time epic meal time yeah 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 glasses. uh yeah exactly glasses and I just think about epic meal time videos yeah um wild time what a time to be alive that's a throwback it is sad how that turned out I think like. Yeah, I watched a documentary on what happened to those guys. Yeah, yeah. sad times, sad times. I think. Yeah, I mean, I know one well. of them is still like around and doing things. Harvey he, he comes on a podcast that yes. I know about. Um, PKA, great podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's with um, oh, what's it called FPS Kyle, the the Russian guy who just used to yeah, shoot guns on YouTube. Because he for got a while. out of jail. Was that? <laughs> Uh, he did go for jail to jail, yeah, yeah, for a while. Um, but I mean, they've been doing this podcast for what ten years more. Yeah, um, yeah. Wow, dubious throwbacks dubious. today. Yeah. Um, so we got about just under ten minutes left, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Anything else you want to speak about? Uh, I've got. Some, I said look at like science and technology surrounding food. Oh yeah, that'll be good. So. The field of science and technology with food focuses on the development of new food products, the improvement of existing ones. And that's the two things it focuses on, which is which is such a vague non-statement, I realise, because that's what every field is. Um, but the food scientists study everything from the chemistry of food uh, ingredients, the packaging and the uh, preservation of food products. One example of food technology is food fortification, which involves adding nutrients to food products to address nutrient deficiencies in the population. For example, adding vitamin D to milk to prevent rickets and diseases oh. caused by vitamin D deficiency was something that happened. Food fortification. It's essentially putting yeah. things that we could be deficient in in other things and being sneaky about it. That we consume a lot of anyway. Yes. Um, yeah, so up here in the north... Um, we have we're guided well not you know we don't have to of course but it's recommended by the government to have vitamin D tablets because in the winter uh, there's just yes. not enough sun yeah. here I, to some, make it normally someone on my team at work she's Scottish and every every I just ask her this at the same time just be like, every time it's like so is that true and she was like yep yep yeah it's a thing. it is um but now I know it's in milk. I'll just be drinking milk all day. Shit, good for your bones. Good for your bones. Now I wonder, is that true? I I think that's a myth. Right. Chat GPT. We're going to ask you live on air. <laughs> is milk really good? Well, okay. So it's a source of calcium. Bones. So it is a source of calcium, which, which is, is a nutrient. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's essential a, it's a, for mineral. It's oh essential gosh. mineral for building and maintaining strong bones. Yeah, it's important for the formation, growth, and repair of bones, and it also helps maintain proper bone density. However, it's worth noting that not everyone needs to consume dairy products to get the necessary nutrients for bone health. Yes, uh, there are n other non-dairy sources of calcium, such as leafy green vegetables, fortified foods. There we go. Nice and supplements. Yeah, um, helps uh, helps prevent osteoporosis as well. I have okay. Osteoporosis. Um, <laughs> that's that's a throwback <laughs> quote to anybody that knows. Uh, <laughs> so that sounds like ASDF or something. No, is is it like filthy thrank? 
Oh, I don't know. Do you know the singer um, who was, oh, what? Joji. Yeah. Before Joji was Joji, he was Filthy Thrank, the person that dressed up in the the pink, luminous pink thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, YouTube. Okay. YouTuber. Like the, 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 the pink bodysuit. Yeah, the okay. pink bodysuit, yeah. yeah. I have osteoporosis. That could yeah, be Filthy okay. Thrank. Well, that's that the guy. other guy. Um... But it's, it's, milk is a very Western thing, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. So that's why I was wondering, is that actually true? Is it just some big, like, you know, big milk? Uh, pushing, <laughs> pushed milk in the 60s. Yeah, big milk. Yeah, <laughs> Big milk pushing big milk, milk, milk in the 60s to boost sales because they're like, oh, it's good for your kids' growth. And that's also why, like, nine-year-olds are seven foot tall now. That is true. You know? Like, there's, I remember, like, having, getting given, like, a milk carton. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's good for your bones. Yeah. Like, is it? Or have you just been, like, this big milk sold you out here? Yeah. Also, people that, um, kids that didn't realise they were, like, allergic to dairy, forced to drink dairy before, you know, that yeah. check was a thing. It's like, oh, my! whenever I drink milk, my mouth's on fire. That must be normal for everyone. Like, you just never bring it up. Yeah. Um, weird how that kind of stuff passes people by uh, awareness that's why awareness is good yeah, speak about good. things that are happening yeah like if you're on the spectrum um, and you're feeling spectrumy it's awareness go get yourself checked yeah do it yeah um, if you notice that, that note, you're counting people in the theatre maybe go get yourself checked <laughs> if you're sat on a plane and you don't want to get up to go to the toilet <laughs> you don't want to be that guy and then you sit back down and you need to go to the toilet again but you wait at least another hour before you do it uh, oh, go get checked dear. talking about myself here yeah no, I was also talking uh, about myself here if anyone else there. feels called out yeah. called out even no. um, on the note of awareness <laughs> if anyone does struggle with food uh, in any capacity there are resources out there to help you can always shoot us a message I'm happy to chat all the time but I will link to resources in the description yeah. and as well whenever we cover uh, these kinds of things because it's it's never too late if you think you've had well, I can't what the word is for it but is it a, a bad relationship with food my boss went and got uh talked to a like healthcare professional about his relationship with food and he found out that he actually has uh that thing where you like have a weird relationship with food it's not body dysmorphia because that's two of your body and uh, but not, yeah. that knock-on affects how you eat but he actually like if he's really planned to be fine, but if he like starts eating bad, it'll just like go for it to the point where it's caused him to have diabetes. Oh, right. Um, okay. So he needs um, to have like a rigid thing in place. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I otherwise, I feel, is, yeah. Yeah. It could be, it could be, I could feel the same way to be honest. <laughs> like if I'm, if I'm going for it and I'm counting calories, I'm fine. But otherwise I'm just like, I can eat three, uh, three donuts. It's fine. That's fine. I went for a run two days oh. ago. That's fine. <laughs> I am horrendous. Especially like, so the past couple of months I've not been at home. When I'm at home, I'm a lot better because I'm like, okay, got to get my vegetables in, cook yeah. meals, and that's going to last me three days. When I was in Spain, we were eating out every day. And then I was walking home from the shop and there's these chocolate covered donuts. I'm like, I don't need those, but I'm on holiday. You know, I'll just have one a day. That'd be nice. Ate the whole box in like 20 minutes. I felt awful, but yeah. couldn't help myself. Yeah. In there. Yeah, fun times. Fun yeah. times. There was also the incident um, of ordering two large Domino pizzas. No, that was a... I've learned my lesson from that. They never, never wow. ordered two large Domino pizzas ever again. That's impressive. I didn't eat it once in. Was that I, like I don't, a, I don't a want to say that. I didn't eat it once in. That's not what happened. Oh, um, uh, okay. But over, over a weekend... Oh, that's all right. I feel it's like... It's not, mate. Your no, gut at the end of the... T- <laughs> two yeah, days no, it's, it's not oh just awful you're just getting a bit of everything though you're getting your carbs you're that's getting the your thing meat, yeah you're getting like your dairy it's the, the, the only one time in my life that it got to monday and i was like i need greens like i know like, <laughs> i'm gonna have like i've got carrots go go on over like i mean they're eating just peppers and tomatoes a snack like my body needs it i've only been eating yeah. beer get those greens in yeah uh, get the greens in jeez it makes sense. I feel like pizza is the least worst fast food. Does that make sense? Ooh, but at yeah, the same time, carb. it is definitely still fast oh, food. Like, carb on it. 
Yeah. Pizza in the UK compared to Italy, like in Italy, it's actually not that bad for you. Whereas here, it's a fast food. Um, yeah. But that's because here, for you. Uh, we have like our tomato sauce has got so much sugar in it that it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like barbecue right. sauce is just like mostly sugar. Um, so I just asked ChatGPT whether carrots actually improve your dark vision on this whole uh, milk, milk, a uh, big milk debate. Dark vision. Um, that's carrots, isn't it? That's what I'm asking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So since since we'd asked it about milk, yeah. I'm wondering was there a big carrot industry trying to promote things? Uh, there is a popular belief that eating carrots oh, improves your War. dark vision, but this is actually a myth that originated during World yeah, War yeah, Two. Yeah, yeah, World War Two. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. The yeah. British Royal Air Force spread the rumor that the pilots had superior night vision because they ate a lot of carrots to cover up the fact that their pilots were using radar to track enemy planes. Yeah. In reality, while carrots are a nutritious food that can provide a number of health benefits, they do not have any special ability to improve night vision or dark vision in humans. So, big carrot just turned out to be the RAF all along. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, that's like marketing on both ends. Like, you're covering your tracks on how you're actually um, taking out the enemy, and then you're making sure the nation eat the greens and don't get scurvy. Yeah. Eat the oranges, even. Bit of green on top. Yeah. Bit of green on top. Yeah. Um, um, do you know what's interesting about that? We, we're talking about the whole like fruit science, technology, and milk pasteurization is like oh. one of the like the biggest things, yeah, since the greatest things since sliced bread. I did it, Tom. I did it. It, it literally Quite might end. be, yeah. Uh, do you know why it's called pasteurization? Um, from I can't remember his first name, but from the chemist Pasteur, yeah, Louis Louis, Louis Pasteur, yeah, pasteurization, Louis Pasteur. yeah. Pasteurization. Just heating so up run, food. run me through the process, like uh, a little bit. Oh, you just um, you heat uh, the process of heating up food to a specific temperature for a certain amount of time to kill harmful bacteria and other microorganisms. Uh, revolutionized the dairy industry and milk, making itself full consumption. That's why you never drink. And if you're from the West Country, you know this. You never drink milk straight from the teat of a cow. Oh yeah, never. <laughs> you do it once. And uh, you never do it again. Yeah, you just have to, you boil, you have to boil the absolute living life out of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If you want to go down. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's all very interesting about like the whole evolution of food technology over time. I think it's absolutely incredible. Like, and it so much of human history is has been changed by food and science technology. It was back in the oh, day 100%. when like water wasn't safe to drink because we weren't boiling or doing anything else. People used to drink beer because that's why my beer used to be so watered down and people used to drink it so much. Uh, and I'm talking like a long time ago, <laughs> like 13th, yeah. 14th century. Um, because in the process of making it, they boiled, they boiled it and they wouldn't get ill. So they, they drank beer and alcohols. And then up until uh, tea and coffees were brought back I was about to say invented but they weren't invented but once they were like brought back into once the Silk Road opened up and it like came yeah. across uh, it changed the the workforce because people didn't have to drink alcohol to rely on drinking water and being hydrated they could instead drink tea because they were boiling it so ah. they were getting rid of it so it shifted the workforce into a like a more like a smarter could work for longer could do more like um specialized tasks because they were drinking tea and coffee instead of alcohol this is the kind of stuff that's so wildly like interesting you think is disconnected <laughs> but actually has like massive cultural implications gotta love those um, just like the fact that tea comes along yeah, and it's just like so. People underestimate food, tech, science, and technologies, food and drinks, and technology. But that's yeah, it's not good. It's Who's not the good. crazy person who just went? I just killed this tiger. <laughs> it's tasty, but what if I stuck <laughs> it on the fire for a bit? What would happen then? Yeah, like you know, or do you reckon it was an accident? You know, like when they discovered penicillin, it's because you left some bread on the side for a day. Oh, there I we go, was, another was, food innovation: of, um, penicillin. Guinness. Uh, Guinness. But yeah, do you know what, Guinness? Same thing. There was a a shed full of kegs that burnt. 
And, right. and they went, I'm not fucking wasting that. So then poured it out and they're like, actually, you know, this has got a tang to it. <laughs> then called it Guinness. Fair. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Fair play. It's got a, I love that. It's got a tang. It's definitely got a tang. <laughs> That's such like a human, I want to say just stingy British thing to do. It wasn't British. I mean, Guinness, Guinness, Guinness was is Irish, not British. Right? Yep. <laughs> Don't insult a whole group of people. Yeah, no. Uh, British Isles is what I was thinking of, I guess. But yeah, the Irish. Like, it's such a, just a stingy thing to do. Ah, oh, all of my beer is burnt. Still going to sell it, though. <laughs> Still going to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. All right. Um, I'd love to keep speaking about this, but we are well over the hour now. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wrap it up there before I insult another nation. <laughs> um, so that will bring us to a wrap then. Don't forget to share with your friends, families, co-workers, scientists, so we can annoy them with our mistakes. Um, if you want any more information, fun science, you can follow us on in, uh, Twitter and TikTok at InfoEntropyPod and Instagram InformationEntropyPod. Uh, don't forget to let us know your favourite meal deal. Are you a min-maxer or do you just go for what you like? Uh, let true. us know. Um, also, of course, you're listening to this on some kind of directory. So if you can give us a like, follow, rating, comment, whatever it is, we're massively appreciated. And yeah, anything else to add there, bud? Uh, no. Dramatic. Okay. Dramatic nose. <laughs> yeah, just letting the intrusive thoughts win on that one. Yep. <laughs> yes. Cool. Right, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Yeah, for now.